to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my partner in crime, main man and co-host, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? I'm feeling good tonight, Foltz. How are you, man? Good. I'm excited to get into uh, into our show tonight. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting, to say the least. Yes, uh, I'm definitely. Uh, got, it's got my wheels turning, but uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, utopias tonight. So I'm I'm really excited about that. I I think probably first thing we should probably do, if there's anybody that's unfamiliar with uh, the definition of what a utopia is, it is an imagined place or state of things in which everything is perfect. I like that. It's cool. It's deep. I mean, a lot of directions it can go. So yeah, and you can't go and you can't go wrong with it because. It's an imagined place or state of things in which everything is perfect. So if you're imagining it, whatever's perfect to you can't go wrong. Right. I mean, I I would think that there's uh, many utopias out there. Right. So I think what what we're going to do tonight, and it's going to be fun, Steve and I are going to take on two different sides of of the discussion of utopia. The major differences uh, between a personal utopia and a social utopia. And uh, we're just going to we're going to play out the rule. Each going to take a side. Steve's just going to jump on the side of a personal utopia. I'm going to jump on the side of a societal u- utopia and we're going to see if what if we can find a mutual common ground or or yeah, I mean uh, kick the conversation kind of back and forth so that we can discuss utopias in general, but I think in order to get the entire picture of a utopia you kind of have to approach it in, in multiple angles. Well, I totally agree with that. So I think the best thing to do then would be to have Steve kick us off with his interpretation of what a personal utopia would be. So again, keep in mind an imagined place or state of things in which everything is perfect in this personal utopia. Right. So I'm thinking of, of a utopian without any like prior thought the first thing that pops into my mind is just like a like a garden of eden where there's just luscious green like almost like an environment like a just a luscious green trees and mountains and hills right and like waterfalls in the distance that you could go visit and i'm i'm picturing myself there you know with my wife uh, kind of like Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden. Okay. So that's kind of, you know, what my first thought is. Okay. What, what about yourself? What are, you, what are you thinking? Well, so I'm jumping on the side of the of the societal utopia. Um, I would go with, um, I would definitely want it to be in a, like a, a warmer weather. It would not, not necessarily have to be the tropics, but somewhere of warmer temperature. Um, I would like it to be in a group of no larger than about 25 people, uh, or 25 families, I should say. Now, within that societal utopia, what I would like it to be is every family, or maybe even each individual as an adult, carries their own weight by having an, uh, an independent skill in which that they can trade amongst the other families and or adults for other goods that you would need, which you could either 
try and save up to trade for something larger within the group or save up for something larger to maybe if you're able to travel outside the society to go see another society that people are unaware of maybe you want to take the highest saved up goods that you were able to get from from your trade to be able to go off to another distant societal utopia to see what you could bring back i like your it trade. yeah right. that makes sense so so i guess uh well, we could go. We could go even deeper with the, with the question. Well, how about this? We'll we'll start off. We'll we'll circle back to that. I'm not quite ready for that. Let's say. That. Yeah. Let's just kick it back and forth. Maybe, kind of point out. So those are the basics. You right. know, that's that's it. A, a personal utopia and a societal utopia. Let's let's think of some of the the issues, like some of the problems. Okay. Like in in that personal utopia that I'm thinking of, I'm boredom. I would think. Yeah, I mean, if I woke up and, you know, the the biggest part of my day is walking down to the waterfall, like how many... You're going to have everything provided for you already. Right. Well, that's the thing. I'm not going... In, a, in my own personal utopia, I'm not going to be slaving away for hours and hours to try to get things. I kind of want things to be given to me like from a source like uh, i don't know how to explain it like well like your source could almost be and i don't want to put any words in your mouth but just like you were saying you walk down to this river every day maybe that would be like uh it's a waterfall (laughs) (laughs) sorry it wasn't a river (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry uh the waterfall (laughs) uh provides that like you wake up you go down there your breakfast is there you know. so the waterfall is my my providing source yeah i guess in a way yeah i mean it, it would be hard to put like a face or like a place or a name or like this like you know so say i'm hungry and for like dinner and you know what's for dinner i'm talking to my wife hey what do you want to eat and i want to get a steak you know a steak for dinner i would want there to be some device or like a machine or something that would just pop out a steak. I don't want to have to work for it. So, oh, so so you would need some like artificial intelligent machine to do that. And the reason I say that you would need that is because you couldn't bring in somebody else to work in your personal utopia because in your world of living within personal utopias, Another person couldn't come in and and work in yours because that wouldn't be their personal utopia to work for you, right? From from your side of the fence, from a societal utopia, <laughs> yes, you're right. They're, they're, nobody's wish would be to come uh, do my laundry. Well, what about from a personal one? Well, I mean, from a personal perspective, it would be... Uh, Kind of exactly that. Like part of my utopia, I guess if I expanded the concept. That's what I mean. You'd almost need like AI robots though because nobody's going to want to want to. Well, that, this is my personal utopia. So it's not really a concern of mine. Whether- so this is it. So your personal utopia then is not just like a section of land in this world. You own this world. Personally. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily need to own the world. I just need to have <laughs> enough power to get everything that I want 
<laughs> in the world. Okay. Like, I, I, you know, if, if so if without it, the AI robots, if it were kind of like um, just on this terrestrial plane, like in America, say, kind of like with uh, capitalism, like say I was a billionaire okay. you know, and I wanted a steak, I would just pay somebody to go get me a steak. Yeah. And like have all the things that I want and that I want to have done. Like I I would have somebody to do the cleaning, somebody to do the laundry. Basically, I don't don't really want to do anything. So, but that would be like if it was an actual world. But what, what, because you were talking about earlier that you wanted a robot that if you wanted a steak. Right. So, I mean, I really don't care how the steak gets to me. It could be from a person. It could be from an AI robot. As long as I really don't have to do anything to get the steak, then my personal utopia is kind of sound. But here's the thing. If I have to, like, sow a field or, like, go be a plumber, that kind of defeats my personal utopia. That's not really what I want. So your, uto- your personal utopia is the everlasting vacation. Where right, um, but I want it to be able to change. So, like, if I want to be on a cruise, you know, I want to be able to go on a cruise. But if I want to be on an African safari, I want to be able to go to an African safari. You kind of like what it, I feel like doing. So, hey, but enough about me. <laughs> Let's get back to the societal utopia that you live in. Okay, so. I, I I talked about that, what, that we would all have to have like some independent skill and that we would use these for, for trading goods amongst the group. So, okay, so let, let's talk about what some of the problems could arise in, in a societal utopia. Obviously, with, uh, with a group of 25 families, you could be looking at, uh, you know, four to five, 600 people, right? Yeah. I mean, at minimum. So, you know, you're going to have people that challenge... Who's the leader? Now? Well, I mean, with extended families, right? Yeah, extended families. But I, I mean, mean, if there's 25 people, if there's close friends that right, you right, brought right. into your, you know, pod, if you will. Right. Okay. So, and they're going to have kids. I mean, I mean, you don't just kick them out. I mean, it's going to be ever expanding. In in my personal utopia, there's no kids. There's no children. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it sounds horrible, but okay. Back to you. Okay. So. Again, so everyone just has to have their own independent thing. So, but you're gonna have you're gonna have people that challenge things. It's gonna okay. Let's say that I was elected leader because I chose this societal utopia, you know, and I selected the uh, whatever. But people are gonna be like, you know what, Fultz, we're getting a little tired of his style, and uh, you know, and there's gonna be an uproar. So you got to be ready to handle some type of backlash from within or in your case without so i guess we can flip this back to you now if you're in your if i answered your question well enough your 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 utopia is so interesting to me so how does the elected official i I mean like there's a leader so i guess the leader's time to stop leading is when the group decides that it's time to stop leading yeah yeah i mean it it could be and it and it's not on any like time basis it just might be 
let's say that I was elected and, and the group didn't think that I was doing a good enough job after like I don't know, two weeks. They'd be like, okay, <clears throat> we're going to bring in Eugene. Right. We've unanimously decided that Eugene is going to take over his role as our advisor. And then you would probably take over Eugene's job. Yeah, of, you know, taking the notes. Which is equally... Equally important. Equally as important. Right. Because every... I mean, people might think that, okay, the guy that that sweeps the alleyways is not good or, or, or... But, okay, well, don't trade with that guy after a while. And all that dust from that alleyway is going to start coming in through your house and through your windows. And then you're going to start creating breathing problems. So you're going to have to go see the only doctor. So you're going to be trading more with the doctor to get the medicine that you need for your goods. If you just would have originally just treated the street sweeper with equal right respect, I mean, it's going to have a chain reaction. So within a societal utopia, there's probably a lot of karma at work too, I would think. Yeah, it sounds like with that barter system that there would be a lot of karma and there would have to be goodwill towards that guy that is in charge of cleaning the street because he would, at the end of the day, not have as much stuff to trade with, but he would be doing that service that that needs to be done. Yeah, see, his service would go overlooked because it's not like a direct something that you can carry with you. Right. So... You got to feel for the street sweeper in my societal utopia. Right. Well, I mean, he's a, it would be an equally important job as any of the other jobs that were necessary. I agree. Or available. I agree. So, well, let, let, let me ask you this. So, since you have your personal utopia, but you're, you're not the only utopia out there. There's other lands. Now, how are you going to go about? Because you're you're just you all you just have you and your wife, right? And no kids, so how are you going to protect yourself when danger comes and says we're going to take over Steve's utopia? That's a good question. <clears throat> I guess you can kind of equate it to like Lord of the Flies. Okay, I like it. You know, the the kids all go out on the island. The big, the biggest, the, the strongest kids, the biggest kids, the strongest kids get the most. They turn on the weak. The weak kids get the least kind of, that would be similar to like the way that I would run my utopia. Like it, you know, in, in my world, there may be other utopias. They're not really my concern. All I'm really concerned with is my own personal utopia and I would protect it with force. Like I uh, very much like the countries of the world currently will go to war and I don't want to do the war part of it. I just want to have the superior firepower that it takes to make it so that other people don't want to ever disrupt my utopia. So I guess to answer your question, I would defend my utopia with superior firepower. By instilling enough fear that it, these people, you know, for lack of a better term, peeing down their legs and then they submit. Right. And they just don't want, no one would ever challenge it. No one would ever come to, to that. Wow. So, but you, so, but again, you did say that you'd be super wealthy. So that I guess you could include the superior firepower. Mine's not that in depth. I mean, mine's just basically. 
a societal utopia. Right. I would think that in a societal utopia, you would expect everyone to follow the rules. And if everyone did, then the dissension would never occur to, to have somebody come and challenge. Well, yeah. And even with your little, the little problems that you'd have in a societal utopia with the bickering among each other, when somebody's going to be attacking your utopia, it's the equivalent of, you know, someone saying something mean about your brother or sister. You can do it. No one else can. <laughs> so, you know, they, we're going to unite the clans and, uh, and take care of, of what takes, what needs to be done. Now that opens up a whole different thing. Like, what if uh, you lose half of your clan? You know, what if it gets overthrown? Or what if you have, because <clears throat> if you have a societal utopia and you have a personal utopia, one thing that you have to think about is you're going to have outsiders that are neither, that just live amongst like the mountains and they're loners and they're just takers and uh, they're, you know, con men or women that live in just along just whatever they can do to get by to try and infiltrate your utopia and i would think that unless you did have superior firepower or a societal surrounding you know you could be in a little bit of a constant danger kind of reminds me of uh mad max you know beyond the thunderdome oh yeah uh who's it like tina turner or something yeah she's like the queen she's got it all everybody kind of does everything for her yeah and if you get if you get into it then you got to go to the the cage and uh, two men enter one man leaves yeah that was crazy. I liked that, though. I don't know that you would ever consider a post-apocalyptical Earth as a utopia, but that point of you know personal utopia would be just to be that person on top of the entire civilization. Well, that, that brings up an interesting question then. So you brought up about <clears throat> Mad Max and Tina Turner kind of sitting like on the throne of there. So I guess another big difference would be in a personal utopia – you don't really have to have any type of laws per se because only you and your spouse preside there and don't have to be accountable to anybody. So there's no laws per se. Right. I guess the only way that I would be able to pull off a two-person utopia, personal utopia, would be if there were massive AI to pick up the slack where where all those people were like um doing all the things for tina turner i would need somebody to make the steak like somebody to raise the cow so there would have to be a massive amount of ai to provide me with what i need for my personal utopia it would be cool like i said if if in my original thought like where there would be like that garden of eden where i could wake up there would be you know, fried eggs if I wanted them, whatever it was that I wanted. I guess a lot of my wants are food because I would be keeping it super you simple. You wouldn't really need anything else, especially if you're in a warmer climate. Right. You got the waterfalls. <laughs> I mean, how could we forget? Right. But, uh, well, that's the thing. I, I mean, with that AI, it would kind of be like the holodeck on the Star Trek where you could say, okay, cool waterfall. We've been here long enough. Like, I want to see the African safari. I want, you know, and it would just, the AI would be able to change the backdrop for you. You could see the things. But you used it, so you're remaining in the same place. It's just. Well, yeah, I don't really want to do much. Cause it's just, so it's just, the, it's just the, the scenery is changing, but it's just computer imagery. 
but it's like well there again because of the laziness of my uh of my personal utopia i wouldn't want to like board if i didn't have to like travel board any craft i wouldn't want to i would just want to have it immediately so would you even want to walk anymore would you want like a robot to just carry you i don't know if i could go that far i would want in my personal utopia (laughs) i would be cut i would be like diesel for what reason though just to like do what i want like to be able if i was you don't want to do anything i know but if i was if i wanted to though i would want to be able to it's like i wouldn't want to be (laughs) atrophied by not walking if i wanted if i saw a tree and i was like man that limb looks like an awesome swinging limb like i'd want to be able to like jump up grab it with one arm do pull-ups on it if i wanted to well that well that poses a whole other set of questions by you saying that like so if you have a personal utopia which can be anything that you want is an imaginative as you want does it necessarily then have to reside in this terrestrial plane or apply by the same type of physics oh, that, that we have here in this world? I love I love that concept. It, that kind of reminds me of the Matrix, where you're. It, so if you're if you have an AI to change the scene from a Garden of Eden to an African safari, then why not take it? one step further where the entire world that you're in is AI driven. And if that's the concept, then physics would no longer apply. If it's all computer simulation, then physics would no longer apply. And you would be able to move like Neo in the matrix, dodging bullets, flying things of that nature, breathing underwater. And if that was the case, then why stop it at, you know, the earthbound terrestrialism? Why, why wouldn't you open it up to the universe and or extraterrestrials? Well, 100, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I think that that would work out perfectly for societal utopians. But I think that for a personal utopian such as yourself in this uh, in this series it would be that you would want to find a planet that perfectly suits your needs but nobody else is on but you can take you and your wife and all of your AIs to just serve out the rest of your life there that's right if i if if, if my personal utopia was just myself well, i i got to say I, when i was thinking of the just myself that was before i knew that we were going to um not stay on the planet okay well you're allowed to adjust your answers now based upon new given information i mean if you had the chance to interact with an extra an extraterrestrial being would you in your in the societal utopia oh yeah i mean i think i would definitely especially if they're interested in my clan and wanted to be a part of it. I mean, I think they would be immediately voted to <laughs> the leader of it. Really? I think so. I mean, I would have to assume. Now, you know, that can get you into some trouble. But I have to assume that he's or she is far more intelligent than we are. Right. By the fact that they got here. 
But again, we're living by different physics, so you don't know. Right. You could have gotten there. Yeah. Or maybe there is here and here is there, but there is no space in between. I'm with you. So it's just right on top of each other, but we just didn't notice it until right then. Multiple dimensions. Yeah, multiple dimensions, parallel universe, if you will, multiverse. All possible in the utopia. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if if we were going to just live out Earth-bound physics, um, then I would say just my wife and I. But if we're going to change it to, like, a full, artificially simulated surrounding, then I would have to say that interaction with an, another species would be and and it, with the uh african safari other animals would be involved so i'm just saying i don't really want any other people around right so well which is fine but what will happen then eventually with the personal utopia is that it will end yeah at some point without any lineage versus the societal even with the groups of 25 families are expanded rapidly but also people will be passing away as well so it'll keep its balance somewhat but uh and you would want that i would think that humanity has always wanted that the next generation to be able to prosper or be successful. And to do better than the one prior to it by learning from their mistakes. But in, in my personal utopia, when I die, I don't care what happens to it. Well, yeah, you're not going to care about anything. Right, because I'm not going to be there. Why waste all that on, on nothing? Like that would be at the end of the simulation. Then you wake up. Well, you would be on a different plane because your physical being would be at the end of its useful. You wouldn't be in your body anymore. Right. So, you'd be, I mean, you could say it's like. It would be like a different plane. You arriving. Would, right. You'd, which, which is even crazier because you would be arriving to what could possibly be heaven, which really wouldn't be that much different other than. There'd be maybe a lot more spiritual beings around you. Right, and you wouldn't have your body. But you would pretty much, in a personal utopia, get everything that you wanted, and then you would kind of get to heaven, which is kind of portrayed as having all the goodness. And Well, sure, because heaven would be, you know, in, in your stereotypical heaven, or there would be no ego, because that would, be, that would, have, that would have been left here on, on the earth plane. So the personal utopia would basically be something that would be created out of ego, I would think. Because you don't want any other people around, but you want the, the best of everything, and you want it when you want it. Um, I mean, can, it can come across a little egotistical. Just be like, well, who does this guy think that he is? <laughs> right. You know? Right. Well, he I doesn't mean, have to sew moccasins like the rest of us over here. It, it, it's, it's egotistical because of what society has given you as an, as an impression of what you should be. But if you were to wake up on earth with, and, and there were no other human beings, the, that what, what I was talking about with my personal utopia wouldn't be that far off. True. Like if you woke up in a tropical 
setting, say, what is a good tropical island? Jamaica. You woke up on Jamaica, and there isn't another person on on Jamaica, and you're able to pretty much live off the land. That wouldn't be that much different than the personal utopia that I was explaining. Yeah, I find, now just for me, the personal utopia, and I mean no offense (laughs) to my lovely wife, uh, after a while, it would be kind of boring. I mean, my wife will be the first to tell you, if I'm going out of town with you for a few days somewhere, she's like, okay, you didn't forget anything, did you? Okay, it was nice, okay, goodbye, bye, 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 have a great time. So if it was just her and I all the time, she, uh, you'd be like, oh my gosh. Because to me, special doing, like you were saying, you're out on a, on a beautiful beach. Yeah, dude, I want to experience with that with my wife. Not every time. I mean, I can't really think of another instance where I wanted to be on a beautiful beach with anyone else. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're on an African safari, which I don't think my wife has any interest, I don't want to be like, okay, well, come on. Well, you're coming because right. you're right. the only other person. What am I, who am I going to tell the lion, the story about the lion to if I don't tell it to you? I think your personal utopia might end up turning into your personal hell. It would be your personal hell. Yes, but to me. But it was supposed to be. No, it's my personal <laughs> utopia. <laughs> I'm sorry that you don't like it. Oh, but I like to it. To me, it would be awesome. Okay, that's true. I, I think I was trying to convert or trying to weasel my way. You were infringing, yeah. I was infringing. You were bringing your society. <laughs> I, had, I had an opinion. It was my ego. I had to say something. It's cool because you know what? After this conversation... In certain ways, I would also like the society. I'm not saying that I don't like the societal utopia because it would be cool if you could live in harmony without tyranny and evil. If, if you could find a way to create a society where everyone had an equal value and an equal opportunity, that would take away some of what our society's inequalities are. I think it would only take maybe two or three generations of hatred not being taught. And in a small group of 25 families, I believe that that could be achievable because you would only let people into your utopia that have the same views on uh, you know, racism and, and, and and things of that nature. So there would be, there would be nothing like that. There would be people of, of many different cultures and ethnic backgrounds in, in my societal utopia. Um, but yeah, you would finally and eventually, I think, filter out. Unfortunately, it would only be within your societal utopia. But I think uh, hatred and you know racism probably altogether. I think that as an idea, it it would need to get um reset or restart every so often i think you would need to like have a new beginning for another 25 families and and in order to like keep it clean and cleanse it just to start like a new plot of land take you know 25 of the families because those those 600 people are going to multiply and there are going to be more like have, make maybe have it broken down to like okay like the elders stay over here like the people that are like done ha- having children 
you know, they're, they're going to be over here. We got to take care of them. So now we're going to take them the supplies that they need by us trading. Right. And so forth. But yeah, they got to go on and they got to start their own. And they, <clears throat> but it would be good because then, then that would spread because there'd be no way to teach any type of anger or hatred or, or racism or anything. And that would spread into those cultures and it would just keep going and going and going. So it, w- it would be conceivable and or kill them if you got to a certain point in your society say there's an age that the maximum age you could set a maximum age maximum age is 65 so you you have a big celebration on your 65th birthday everyone comes and sees you and then that's it that's the end of and everybody expects it and it's not a weird thing yeah, and it doesn't have to be like a brutal thing where you're like shot in the head. Right. It can be like you're just given this pill that, you know, stops your heart. I mean, they, they actually do have these parties. Death parties. Yeah, they yeah. do. Out in California, I was reading about some, and people come, and you celebrate, and you have all your favorite foods, and at the end... You take a pill? You, you Yeah, you go into the back room with this doctor. He gives you your pill. You, everybody, you've already said your goodbyes. You go to sleep, and then that's it. I would think that the end of... that type of tradition would be kind of like the funeral or the burial like you know you're it say it's a week-long process this party everybody travels to to you 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 have a great party the end of the party you go to go to sleep or however you do it and then the family you know takes you out and buries you and that's part of the ceremony and then come monday morning Think how many more families would would be reunited like that. So if you were in a different societal utopia because you had moved on or expanded out of your family, but you had lost touch, you'd be like, you know what? I got to go back to where I come from because my parents are turning 65. Right. And I think, you know, you know, some people might think, well, what barbaric thought, but on the same token, there's a lot of people that experience the loss of people that they never got a chance to express how they really felt or they left or or, or their loved one left this uh physical world when they were in uh you know estranged this way you'd be able to be like you know what i, I know to do. you'd be able to set it straight right and you would have you wouldn't have that open-endedness of when is it going to be my time y- you have you would be able to plan your uh i don't want to say greatest years your most productive years better by knowing that you really only need your body to get you to the to whatever the maximum age is set at i think it's a it's a good concept and it wouldn't and i you know it wouldn't take away from the rest of the society to because say if we moved everybody away the rest of the society would have to send some of their bartered goods to take care of that society. Absolutely. Well, I think the same could be said for if somebody or some family came down with some contractable disease that you are afraid of them spreading. I'm not saying that they would be killed, but they would be released from this society until proven wrong that, you know, it's not something that's going to kill them and everybody else. If they get better, you know, then okay, great. We were wrong. Right. But you have to go away until like you're either better or not. You know, you can't bring that you can't, you can't bring that sickness up in here cuz it'll kill everybody. And I think they they should also have that option of going to sleep if if there was an incurable disease that an entire family had 
contracted that they would be able to they could ask the you know for lack of a better term the medicine man of that societal utopia the doctor right and then and there again it wouldn't have to be a negative thing it could be celebrated thank you for making the right choice um you know we celebrate you and we'll remember your names but again that's an that's a that's another thing that uh I think that could be wiped out maybe a few generations would be the fear of it. Right. Because of all these things, it's just something that you've been taught throughout your lifetime. Oh, well, that would be scary to, be, to die that way or to do this or if I had to make that choice. The unknown is too scary. If you're taught from the time that you come out, well, one day, you know, if you get sick, then this is going to happen. Or on your 65th birthday, everyone's going to celebrate you before you go to the great beyond. You're like, oh, well, great. What's the great beyond? Well, the great beyond is just, oh, it's going to be the next utopia that's even better than this one. You know, <laughs> just, it, it would almost make you feel like you want to get to that next level. Yeah, like 65. You'd be like, oh, my gosh, next year I turn 65. Can't wait. <laughs> it would take away the term scared to death. Or Yeah. I think the term "scared to death." You wouldn't. There would. I, I think "scared" would almost be a term that didn't exist, right? Because you wouldn't really fear moving on to the next level. No, especially in a societal utopia, because "scared" would be the, almost the feeling of standing alone, which you would never have been. Right. Everybody would be together in a limited. I mean, there again, like I think that you would have to reset it. Uh, there would be like maximum quantity or maximum amount of people that that could be in that society if that society hit that number there would have to be some way to get it back down to a a smaller it would have to like break off to a new faction or get it back down to a smaller number i think numbers have to do with it a lot oh yeah the societal utopia numbers are problems right i think they would need to keep it at a low point like you said man a neighborhood 25 families a neighborhood when it, when 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 those 25 families and you'd, you'd have to say you have to set a number like you can only have like two kids so 25 families and there's four people in each okay so i'm terrible at math so i'm not going to do that but when once it reaches a certain number okay bang then we're going to cut that society in half and they have to go move on and then when that society and they, they just keep replicating it now this right. society up here once it's been broken off of these people they're not going to have any more kids because they've had their limit so this one's not going to grow anymore so okay this one's going to sustain that was going to go out and it's just going to keep going on and on and on i like it i do too i mean it's an interesting theory i mean again there's no right or wrong uh answers here with you know personal utopia or societal utopia uh just utopia in general is a, is a fun topic to discuss and uh me and steve wanted to bring it out tonight and uh just have fun with playing to, uh, the sides of societal versus personal and just see what type of questions we could uh create within this topic i think we got them you know i, I think, think we, we did we nailed them down pretty good i mean this is just this was just a fun show in general just talking just off the cusp of just creating different ideas and just i mean when you when you can't be wrong you can have a lot of fun and especially when there's no rules especially existing with physics and di- different terrestrial planes and it was fun that, had, that had, was a lot of fun i had a good time so. good time folks but uh yeah so we got a lot of another we got a lot of things coming up here in the future uh please continue to check us out on social media connect with us ask us some questions if you've had any uh far out experiences unexplained phenomena alien contact you've seen ufos you've 
had a lot of paranormal experiences. Well, we want to hear about them. Write to, write to us out on our social media so we can get in contact with you. We can get your story. We can even get you here on the podcast if that's something that you'd want. We can disguise your voice. We can disguise your name. We, all we really want is your story and how you feel about it and uh, get that information out to the rest of us. So please share our podcast, share our social media, and uh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. But uh, until next time, I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.